0: Chapter 11, verses 11 through 25. Of Catina Aria, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 2, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 11 through 19. And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that returned to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Ambrose, after speaking the foregoing parable, our Lord censures the ungrateful. Titus paused, saying, And it came to pass, showing that the Samaritans were indeed well disposed towards the mercies above mentioned, but the Jews not so, for there was enmity between the Jews and the Samaritans, and he to allay this passed into the midst of both nations, that he might cement both into one new man. Cyril, the Savior next manifests his glory by drawing over Israel to the faith. As it follows, And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, men who were banished from the towns and cities and counted unclean, according to the rites of the Mosaic law. Titus bossed. They associated together with the sympathy they felt as partakers of the same calamity and were waiting till Jesus passed, anxiously looking out to see him approach. As it is said, which stood afar off, For the Jewish law esteems leprosy unclean, whereas the law of the gospel calls unclean not the outward, but the inward leprosy. Theophylact. they therefore stand afar off as if ashamed of the uncleanness which was imputed to them, thinking that Christ would loathe them as others did. Thus they stood afar off, but they were made nigh unto him by their prayers. For the Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him in truth. Therefore it follows and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, master, have mercy upon us. Titus Bost. they pronounced the name of Jesus and gained to themselves the reality. For Jesus is by interpretation savior. They say, have mercy upon us because they were sensible of his power and sought neither for gold and silver but that their bodies might put on again a healthful appearance. Theophylact, they do not merely supplicate or entreat him as if he were a man, but they call him master or lord, as if almost they looked upon him as God. But he bids them show themselves to the priests, as it follows, And when he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves unto the priests, for they were examined whether they were cleansed from their leprosy or not. Cyril, The law also ordered that those who were cleansed from leprosy should offer sacrifice for the sake of their purification. Theophylact, Therefore, in bidding them go to the priests, he meant nothing more than that they were just about to be healed. And so it follows, and it came to pass, that as they went they were healed. Cyril, whereby the Jewish priests, who were jealous of his glory, might know that it was by Christ granting them health that they were suddenly and miraculously healed. Theophilact, but out of the ten, the nine Israelites were ungrateful, whereas the Samaritan stranger returned and lifted up his voice in thanksgiving. As it follows, and one of them turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Titus Bost, when he found that he was cleansed, he had boldness to draw near, as it follows, and fell down on his face, at his feet giving him thanks, thus by his prostration and prayers, showing at once both his faith and his gratitude. It follows, and he was a Samaritan. Theophylect, we may gather from this that a man is not one whit hindered from pleasing God because he comes from a cursed race. Only let him bear in his heart an honest purpose. Further, let not him that is born of saints boast himself. For the nine who were Israelites were ungrateful. And hence it follows, and Jesus answering him said, Were there not ten cleansed? Titus bossed, wherein it is shown that strangers were more ready to receive the faith, but Israel was slow to believe. And so it follows, and he said unto him, Arise, Go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. Augustine. The lepers may be taken mystically for those who, having no knowledge of the true faith, profess various erroneous doctrines, for they do not conceal their ignorance, but blazon it forth as the highest wisdom, making a vain show of it with boasting words. But since leprosy is a blemish in color, when true things appear clumsily mixed up with false in a single discourse or narration, as in the color of a single body, they represent a leprosy streaking and disfiguring, as it were, with true and false dyes, the color of the human form. Now these lepers must be so put away from the church that being as far removed as possible, they may with loud shouts call upon Christ. But by their calling him teacher, I think it is plainly implied that leprosy is truly the false doctrine which the good teacher may wash away. Now we find that of those upon whom our Lord bestowed bodily mercies, not one did he send to the priests, save the lepers, for the Jewish priesthood was a figure of that priesthood which is in the church. All vices our Lord corrects and heals by his power, working inwardly in the conscience, but the teaching of infusion by means of the sacrament, or of catechizing by word of mouth, was assigned to the church. And as they went, they were cleansed, just as the Gentiles to whom Peter came, having not yet received the sacrament of baptism, whereby we come spiritually to the priests, are declared cleansed by the infusion of the Holy Spirit. Whoever then follows true and sound doctrine in the fellowship of the church, proclaiming himself to be free from the confusion of lies, as it were a leprosy, yet still ungrateful to his cleanser, does not prostrate himself with pious humility of thanksgiving, is like to those of whom the Apostle says, that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, nor were thankful. Such then will remain in the ninth number as imperfect. For the nine need one, that by a certain form of unity they may be cemented together in order to become ten. But he who gave thanks was approved of, as a type of the one, only church. And since these were Jews, they were declared to have lost through pride the kingdom of heaven, wherein most of all unity is preserved. But the man who was a Samaritan, which is by interpretation guardian, giving back to him who gave it, that which he had received, according to the psalm, my strength will I preserve for thee, has kept the unity of the kingdom with humble devotion." Beed. he fell upon his faith, because he blushes with shame when he remembers the evils he had committed. And he is commanded to rise and walk, because he who, knowing his own weakness, lies lowly on the ground, is led to advance by the consolation of the divine word to mighty deeds. But if faith made him whole, who hurried himself back to give thanks, therefore does unbelief destroy those who have neglected to give glory to God. For mercies received. Wherefore, that we ought to increase our faith by humility, as it is declared in the formal parable, so in this it is exemplified in the actions themselves. Verses 20 and 21. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here, or Lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Cyril, because our Savior, in his discourses, which he addressed to others, spake often of the kingdom of God, the Pharisees derided him. Hence it is said, and when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, as though they said tauntingly, Before the kingdom of God come, which thou speakest of, the death of the cross will be thy lot. But our Lord, testifying his patience, When reviled, reviles not again. But the rather, because they were evil, returns not a scornful answer. For it follows, he answered and said, The kingdom cometh not with observation. As if he says, Seek not to know the time when the kingdom of heaven shall again be at hand. For the time can be observed neither by men nor angels. Not as the time of the incarnation, which was proclaimed by the foretelling of prophets and the heralding of angels. Wherefore he adds, neither shall they say, lo here or lo there, or else they ask about the kingdom of God, because, as is said below, they thought that our Lord's coming into Jerusalem, the kingdom of God would be immediately manifested. Therefore our Lord answers that the kingdom of God will not come with observation. Surreal. Now it is only for the benefit of each individual that he says that which follows. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. That is, it rests with you and your own hearts to receive it. For every man who is justified by faith and the grace of God and adorned with virtues may obtain the kingdom of heaven. Gregory of Nyssa, or perhaps the kingdom of God being within us means that joy that is implanted in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. For that is, as it were, the image and pledge of the everlasting joy with which in the world to come the souls of the saints rejoice. Bede, or the kingdom of God, means that he himself is placed in the midst of them, that is, reigning in their hearts by faith. Verses 22 through 25. And he said unto the disciples, The days will come when ye shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and ye shall not see it. And they shall say to you, See here, or see there. Go not after them, nor follow them. For as the lightning that lighteth out of the one part under heaven shineth unto the other part under heaven, so shall also the Son of Man be in his day. But first must he suffer many things, and be rejected of this generation. Cyril, when our Lord said, The kingdom of God is within you, He would fain prepare his disciples for suffering, that being made strong, they might be able to enter the kingdom of God. He therefore foretells to them that before his coming from heaven, at the end of the world, persecution will break out upon them. Hence it follows, and he said unto the disciples, the days will come, etc., meaning that so terrible will be the persecution that they would desire to see one of his days, that is, of that time when they yet walked with Christ. Truly the Jews of oft times beset Christ with reproaches and insults and sought to stone him, and oftentimes would have hurled him down from the mountain, but even these seem to be looked upon as slight in comparison of the greater evils that are to come. Theophylact, for their life was then without trouble, for Christ took care of them and protected them, but the time was coming when Christ should be taken away, and they should be exposed to perils being brought before kings and princes, and then they should long for the first time and its tranquility. Bede. Or by the day of Christ he signifies his kingdom, which we hope will come, and he rightly says one day, because there shall no darkness disturb the glory of that blessed time. It is right then to long for the day of Christ, yet from the earnestness of our longing, let us not vision ourselves as though the day were at hand. Hence it follows, And they shall say to you, Lo here, and lo there. Eusebius. As if he said, If at the coming of Antichrist his fame shall be spread abroad, as though Christ had appeared, go not out, nor follow him. For it cannot be that he who was once seen on earth shall any more dwell in the corners of the earth. It will therefore be he of whom we speak, not the true Christ. For this is the clear sign of the second coming of our Savior, that suddenly the luster of his coming shall fill the whole world. And so it follows, for as the lightning that lighteneth, etc. For he will not appear walking upon the earth as any common man, but will illuminate our whole universe, manifesting to all men the radiance of his divinity. Bede. And he well says that lighteneth out of the one part under heaven, because the judgment will be given under the heaven. That is, in the midst of the air, as the Apostle says, we shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. But if the Lord shall appear at the judgment like lightning, then shall no one remain hidden in the deep of his heart, for the very brightness of the judge pierces through him. We may also take this answer of our Lord to refer to his coming, whereby he comes daily into his church. For oftentimes have heretics so vexed the church by saying that the faith of Christ stands in their own dogma, that the faithful in those times longed that the Lord would, if it were possible, even for one day return to the earth, and himself make known what was the true faith. And you shall not see it, because it need not that the Lord should again testify by a bodily presence that which had been spiritually declared by the light of the gospel, once scattered and diffused throughout the whole world. Cyril. Now his disciples supposed that he would go to Jerusalem and would at once make a manifestation of the kingdom of God. To rid them therefore of this belief, he informs them that it became them to first suffer the life-giving passion, then to ascend to the Father and shine forth from above that he might judge the world in righteousness. Hence he adds, But first must he suffer many things, and be rejected of this generation. B. He means the generation not only of the Jews, but also of all wicked men, by whom even now in his own body, that is, his church, the Son of Man suffers many things, and is rejected. But while he spake many things of his coming in glory, he inserts something also concerning his passion, that when men saw him dying, whom they had heard would be glorified, they might both soothe their sorrow for his sufferings by the hope of the promised glory, and at the same time prepare themselves, if they love the glories of his kingdom, to look without alarm upon the horrors of death. End of chapter 17, verses 11 through 25.